0: Welcome to today's episode. As you all know, May is Foster Care Awareness Month, and I have met someone who not only has worked in child welfare and is very familiar with foster care, but she has also um, started her own business venture in helping those who need help with not only business solutions, educational solutions, but, you know, people who are also involved, you know, families like many of the families who listen to our show who have kids that have been in child welfare. My next guest knows about this. So I'd like you to listen to what she has to say today, because um, I, I think that she can be a very valuable resource to the FASD community. So with that long introduction, I want to welcome Ashley DePasso of DePasso Solutions to FASD Hope. Ashley, welcome to FASD Hope.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. I am happy to be here and
0: talk about some great things for all of us to hear. Absolutely. So Ashley and I connected on Instagram, um, I think it was a few months ago, and I just saw Ashley's page and and just It was a day where I had a little bit of time to go on, you know, people's Instagram pages. And um, I saw her and I was just really impressed, you know, by what she had and what she was presenting and and the Paso Solutions. So um, I connected with her and we had a Zoom call and we just connected because Ashley told me about how um, she had been a child welfare worker and her background in social work. FASD parent advocates, you know, we kind of get the gears turning I'm like, Ooh, she would be a great resource for, for quite a few people. So, um, I'm going to let you Ashley share your background and how did you become aware of FASD? So
1: I, I have a degree in social work from Millersville University of Pennsylvania, which is located in Lancaster County. And I have over 10 years working experience in the child welfare realm. Um, That goes from uh, working with individuals with uh, developmental disabilities to um, the families and children with uh, mental health or who are in mental health crises. Um, I've also done investigations in child welfare. I've been a family support supervisor and manager. I did casework in Pennsylvania. Um, I did a lot of casework and supervision and management in Georgia, and I just, I have an extensive background in, in child welfare and helping families, and that kind of got me started in thinking, you know, I'm helping families with foster care and family preservation services or family support services. How can I widen the scope of services. And, and that's when I decided to um, start my own business called DePasso Solutions. And we provide communication, leadership development, management services um, under that umbrella to help individuals who may need some help in those areas. Um, my, my, my baby, I guess you can call it, um, is in Child Welfare and Human Services. Uh, But really, these are things that anybody can benefit from, you know, so um, that's that's basically how I got started. And then when I first heard about FASD was online, I was just looking up social work stuff and um, you came up with a bunch of other um, pages out there. And I thought, oh, wow, this is some really great work that this uh, agency or organization is doing. And I want to know more. So I did that and then I followed
0: you and then you reached out to me and here we are today. That's great. How social media works. (laughs) And I know when I spoke with you, you have, you were sharing with me that you knew as you were a teen, you knew of someone that had a fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Um, And you shared that with me because, you know, a lot of people too have, you know, when they're in a professional helping calling, as I like to say, there's mm-hmm. usually a connection, like either they've met somebody or they know somebody. So um, you, you did share with me that you, you knew somebody that had an FASD. And I think that ties into what you were telling me, what motivated you to become a social worker. So um, what was your motivation in becoming a social worker and then eventually starting your own business?
1: I'm glad you asked um, because you're right. That is how most social workers get started. They are connected with a story or an individual or somebody close to them or in their community that um, encourages them to, by their own story, to start a career in helping others. So when I was young, I was very young, um, an individual entered my life who was an infant and was born with fetal alcohol syndrome. And um, this individual just had this physical appearance that was a little different for me. I was maybe early teens. And so I had never, you know, I was, I grew up in a very protected, um, sheltered environment. My mom made sure of that. And so um, when I saw this, this individual, um, I thought, oh, you know, is there something wrong with him? I was then, I later found out that, you know, he was born with fetal alcohol syndrome and I knew nothing about that, you know, when I was a young child. And so I thought, hmm, how can I help this individual? So um, he was in and out of our lives. He had grown up with um, his family who wasn't really privy or, or keen to knowing or understanding um, what his needs were, his specific needs. And so he struggled a lot and his family struggled a lot. And so as a young child myself, I did what I could to help in that moment, which was I tried to help watch him, play with him. Uh, my sisters and I, we would uh, babysit and just kind of do things with him that we thought you know any child would like to do. And then I kind of lost contact with, with him, but that, that story alone touched me to the point where when I graduated high school, I decided that I wanted to um, help people like this individual. And um, that's, that's how I got started in social work. And as a matter of fact, my um, entrance um, essay for college, I wrote about this individual.
0: Wow. And we know too, having fetal alcohol syndrome is still what many people associate with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. But you and I both know that there are other diagnoses that fall under that spectrum. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's amazing that he made such an impact. It was one of the inspirations, if not one of the big inspirations in you becoming a social worker. So let's talk about what led you to eventually form um, the Paso Solutions.
1: When I was in social work or in the child welfare world, I noticed that there were a lot of families that were very upset about being involved with the child welfare system like nobody wants to be involved with the child welfare system and then as a social worker you think well i'm in this field to help people people who need help you know i don't understand why um, people don't want help but it was the way you know the intrusiveness about how the child welfare workers you know become involved with families that really turns people away and as a matter of fact when I first started in social work um, I used to hear people say all the time that you know social workers are like the second most hated after law enforcement and I used to think man that's that's deep like this is my career this is what I want to do helping people makes me happy but I'm the second most hated yeah so I just I just saw that there was a need with families and children to just really understand where social workers come from, why they're here to help, and how they can help. Not necessarily, you know, there to go in and and rip families or tear families apart because that's by no means our um, our way or or by no means that's not what we're trying to do. Um, so. I would always kind of take the extra time or go the extra mile to help families and say, you know, this is why we're here. Explain it to them in detail until they understood why. And then let them ask any questions they wanted. And when there was that little kind of like rapport building and families knew and they understood why we were involved, they were so much easier to work with and we were easier to, you know, work with them as well. So, I noticed that that was something that I really, really enjoyed doing. And by um, seeing the look on families' faces, I was able to say, "Okay, this is something that brings me great joy. This is something that I want to do." How can I take these skills and transfer them into my own business? And that's when I came up with um, the Passive Solutions and we have a a model or the beginning stages of a model and and some of the services that we offer really stemmed from those interactions that I, I gained from working with children and families.
0: So I love it, Ashley, that what you did was you took your, your work, your professional experience, and you saw the need of families needing to understand and to be educated about why there was you know social work involvement in their lives you know because just like i see this a lot with people who don't understand about fasd that when when they think it's when they think fasd is something that can be controlled it's a willful behavior oh they're just acting out instead of it's brain damage from prenatal alcohol exposure when you get to that and when when somebody gets that aha moment of Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's it, I see a lot of parallel in in what you're doing with what, you know, advocates are doing in the FASD community is explaining this is what it is. This is what child welfare does. This is what social work does. And this is how we are we are helping you. And yeah. um, I really appreciate you. You seeing that and filling that need. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Let's talk about the history of Depasto Solutions and um, and how it's grown. Because I love again, you saw a need and you took it and you ran with it, and now it's growing. So let's talk about that.
1: So before I answer the question about how I um, well the history of my business, I want to go back and just talk about that uh, parallel um, process that you mentioned with FASD and um, you know how how children the children's behaviors you know if a child is acting out and we we see we only see the child acting out and we want to correct that like immediately especially if it's a child in foster care that's going from one home to the next because they were acting out in this home and the foster parent couldn't understand or or couldn't work with the child to understand what was going on internally Um, those are those are the things that happen all the time, right? And so we don't understand it. And one of the ways that we can understand those things a little bit more is to actually take that time, like you mentioned earlier, to sit down with the child, understand where the child is coming from, just by having a conversation, right? When they're ready, not forcing the child to say, you know, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Why are you acting this way? Sometimes they don't know why, right? And so by just kind of having a conversation, that's how you're able to get things to come out. And that's the same technique that I use with working with families and just trying to understand them and hear where they're coming from and then meet them where they're at and then go from there.
0: I love that. I love that. And again, it's like, instead of seeing it as a behavior you're, it, it's actually what we think our behaviors are actually symptoms. So it's like the root cause of something. So what you were doing in your advocacy while you were in child wel- welfare was you were advocating, um, finding the root cause of, of why those families were involved in child welfare. So that led you to, again, like, like we were saying, there, there was a need. You saw a really strong need. That led you to the Paso Solutions. And um, so now let's talk about that.
1: Okay. So yeah, so the Paso Solutions was founded um, on June 23rd, 2020. So we're coming up on our one-year anniversary in just a few short months. Um, however, it's something that had been brewing for over five years. Um, and I was really excited about so much that I learned about entrepreneurship in the very beginning. So again, the idea came about when I noticed this need, working in child welfare, you know, social workers would go out to these homes and they would meet with these parents. I mean, I've shadowed several social workers. Um, They would meet with parents, you know, they would talk in terms that families just didn't understand. And that just made, you know, it made parents angrier it made children not understand what was going on. It made the child angry because their parents were angry. It also could have some negative effects when the social worker left the home between the parents and the children, which was not good. And so I, I said, you know, let me let me start something that can kind of help in this area. Um, mainly, it was it was actually started to work with started to work with agencies to teach the staff how to speak with families and um, do visits and build that rapport and, and just having that good communication to the point where people really understand what you're talking about where you're coming from versus you know you talking at families because I saw a lot of that too. People would just go out and talk at families and tell them, you know you have to do this. if you don't do this, you risk losing your children which is horrible. That is just horrible. Um, nobody ever wants to hear those words, no matter what they're going through. And chances are, no, nobody ever intends to hurt or harm their children either. So these were things that I saw and I said, you know, how can I fix this? And that's when the Pastel Solutions was born. And so we offer um, services in leadership development, communication, again, helping people build those communication skills organization, which is huge, right? We talk about social workers managing caseloads. I'm sure you've got, um, you know, foster parents out there who have had not one, not two, not three, maybe four or five different social workers over the course of a year, which is a lot, you know, that that's, that's has to do with the turnover in these agencies. Um, and so when we talk about organization, how important it is for not just the social worker to be organized, but the foster parent to be organized too. Because, you know, you never know when you're going to get a new social worker who doesn't know what's going on because they either didn't read the case, one because they chose not to, or two, which is more um, likely, is that they didn't have time to read the case. Um, but as a foster parent, that may be something that you know you don't, you may not understand sometimes, but again, that organization is key. And so that's something that we offer. And then we also offer training and coaching um, in development um, just to kind of help with, you know, understanding policies and procedures. I don't know if foster parents know this, but most policy and procedure, um, well, policies are available to the public online when it comes to state agencies government, um, entities, all that is available online. Um, it's just, you know, if you don't know it's there, then you don't know what to expect. You can only go off of what your social worker tells you when they come out once or twice a month. Those are just some of the areas that, that we offer. Um, and I thought it was, those were important areas because those were where most people suffered the most.
0: Again, what you are doing with your organization is—you're being part of a bigger systemic change that's needed. Not only the change that families needed and the community needed, but what you're offering through your years of experience and through your your in-depth knowledge about foster care and uh, child welfare is not only helping families who may need it, but organizations training—you know—organizations, um, which again I, I like that you, you saw that need and you saw that it was much bigger and that you could do something about that. You know, you could offer something about that with your skills and expertise.
1: So one more thing about Depassa Solutions is that, um, well, a cool thing that I like to share is that my mom, she has four girls and each of us kind of, has like a special um, niche in an area. And so there's me in child welfare and human services. I have an older sister who's in the education realm. And then my twin sister is in the dental field. And then my younger sister who has had um, a lot of jobs in customer service. And so those four areas, eventually I'd like to offer my um, services to those those different areas. So right now, we're, we're mainly working in child welfare. Um, but of course, as we all know, these areas, communication, organization, leadership, training, it's needed in every field. So that's our goal. And um, is to really just create lasting and effective change for everyone. And of course, the name DePasso um, is our last name. And it's super unique. So we thought, why not? It's Latin and it means to pass through. I love that.
0: Let's talk about DePaso Solutions and what uh, you can provide to the community and specifically to uh, my listening audience, our listening audience of parents and families of those loved ones with special needs and particularly with FASD and within the FASD community.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, at DePasso Solutions, we provide solutions to some of the major issues people encounter in their daily work, such as leadership development, effective communication, organizational skills, training and education, and fostering diversity. Uh, So specifically for FASD families, if involved in the child welfare system, Through services or foster care or adoption, we can offer help with bridging the gap between family and agency, which I think is super, super important. And I know from my experience in child welfare and the huge responsibilities that us social workers and case managers have with caseloads, a lot of things tend to get lost in translation. So information is not always fully conveyed. And at the end, the families and the children suffer the most. So for the most part, lack of communication and knowledge are the biggest barriers to getting things done for families and children. And so that's going to be important. And those are some of the things that I can help with.
0: And again, I think it's wonderful that we're talking, um, you know, and this episode is airing in May during Foster Care Awareness Month, because um I I see you walking alongside with families, especially those families who need it and and they need that support. So I am just so excited to share um, what you do and your wonderful um, organization um, with our listeners. So um, what are your goals uh, for the rest of 2021? So some of my goals um, right now is that I
1: would like to continue to build and share information with people who I think would benefit most. Um, I know there are actually, well, excuse me, I know there are underlying issues and concerns that we all share and go through. I think that by making people feel that they can be vulnerable and share their experiences will help open doors for those who have had not one, but multiple people to talk to about their own circumstances. Um, I also think that the more we're aware, the more we can bring to our situations, Um, around mental health, right? So the more people are going to be comfortable in sharing their own thoughts and ideas about how to move the needle forward um, and just working together.
0: And Ashley, I'm really glad you're talking about mental health too, because we know that with prenatal alcohol exposure, I believe the statistic is 90 to 93% of individuals that have been exposed to alcohol have a secondary mental health diagnosis. So those two go hand in hand, you know, and, and oftentimes again, talking about the root cause, you know, many people might think it's just the mental health condition, but like you said, if you, if you find out the root cause, you know, which, you know, in, in many cases in foster care, it's alcohol and poly substance, you know, exposure. So if you're able to identify that, I'm so glad that you you started your organization because again, you have that experience that you can walk alongside with those families um, who are trying to navigate this. So that's just great. Um, mm-hmm. So let's share with our audience members, how can people get in touch with you and learn more about what you do and your coaching, your training uh, and, and the services you offer?
1: Yeah, sure. So to learn more about the amazing work we're doing at the Paso Solutions, uh, people can visit our website, which is www.DePassoSolutions.com. And DePasso is D-E-P-A-S-O. And we're also on social media. So we have a Facebook, which is De Paso Solutions. Our Instagram is at De Paso Solutions. And our LinkedIn is De Paso Solutions. Um, we offer our services Monday through Friday from eight to 4 p.m. And we are now scheduling free consultations to discover how we can help you and your unique needs. So if you if you, or you know anybody um, who would benefit or even a foster parent who may have some questions about the current um, system in Georgia um, and in surrounding states, I'd be more than happy to provide a free consultation and get the conversation started.
0: That is amazing. And we will also be posting, uh, those, your handles, your social media handles, as well as your website in our program notes for today's episode. So Ashley, thank you so much for coming to FASD Hope. I like to share our episodes with the Hope Takeaway, which is, uh, which are words of hope um, from our guests that will give listeners hope for their journeys, especially with their FASD journeys um, of loved ones. And we're talking about foster care. So uh, their journey through foster care, foster care adoption, you come from a place of, of lived experience, being a professional in the child welfare system. What words of hope can you share with our listeners today?
1: Yeah. So We all go through things that will test us. It is how we come out on the other end that defines who we are. FASD is a journey that will not only make you a stronger person, but it will also make those you serve stronger by knowing they have an advocate that will always be there for them. Keep pushing forward because believe it or not, you are making a difference.
0: And with those words of awesome hope, we will end today's episode. Ashley DePasso, thank you for being on FASD Hope. Thank you for having me, Natalie. And everyone take care. Don't forget May is Foster Care Awareness Month. Do your part and advocate. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out fasdhope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us next week, and remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.